Oh, come, let us adore Him. Oh, come, let us adore Him. Oh, come, let us adore Him, Christ the Lord. He became sin, who knew no sin, that we might become his righteousness he humbled himself and carried the cross love so amazing love so amazing jesus messiah name above all names Blessed Redeemer, Emmanuel, the rescue for sinners, the ransom from heaven, Jesus Messiah, Lord of all. Oh, come, let us adore Him. Oh, come, let us adore Him. Oh, come, let us adore Him, Christ the Lord. Hi, I'm Anusha, your friend and host for Daily Bible Podcast. Well, today is Christmas and there is so much excitement in the air. People around the globe are celebrating Christmas and they are partying, meeting friends and family, going on holidays, buying presents, wearing new clothes, going on celebrations, eating and drinking, all that jazz. Well, during Christmas, we always think about Jesus being born as a baby in a manger and there's Mary and Joseph there are there are the shepherds and the kings who came along with presents that whole story during Christmas oftentimes we are focused on either ourselves and things that we are doing or on the baby Jesus born in a manger in Bethlehem but this year I urge you to not limit yourselves to yourselves or baby Jesus Jesus Christ is the one who God sent he is our Savior he is our Messiah he is the Lord of Lords he is the one who conquered sin and death this very Jesus that was born in a manger is the one who healed the sick, set the captives free, delivered people from oppression and saved us all by dying on the cross and raising from the dead. He is that very Jesus who changed the entire timeline of the earth from BC to AD, just before Christ and after death. He is that very Jesus whom you accepted as your Lord and Savior and through whom you have eternal life. 
Jesus is the one closer to us than anyone else. And God, his love, his love is so much, so deep, so vast. Nothing can separate us from it. And it was God's love that he gave his only begotten son, that is Jesus, so that if you believe in him, you will not perish and have eternal life. And that's the whole thing we've been discussing this whole time. So as we continue to read Romans chapter 8, you will see the love of God and what it does for us and in us. Christmas is about the love of God. Christmas is about love because the Bible says that God himself is love. Let's go. Romans chapter 8 The solution is life on God's terms. With the arrival of Jesus, the Messiah, that fateful dilemma is resolved. Those who enter into Christ being here for us no longer have to live under a conscious low-lying back cloud. A new power is in operation, the spirit of life in Christ. Like a strong wind has magnificently cleared the air, freeing you from a fated lifetime of brutal tyranny at the hands of sin and death. God went for the juggler when he sent his own son. He didn't deal with the problem as something remote and unimportant. In his son Jesus, he personally took on human condition entered the disordered mess of struggling humanity in order to set it right once and for all. The law code, weakened as it always was by fractured human nature, could never have done that. The law always ended up being used as a band-aid on sin instead of a deep healing of it. And now what the law code asked for for but we couldn't deliver is accomplished as we instead of redoubling our own efforts simply embrace what the spirit is doing in us those who think they can do it on their own end up obsessed with measuring their own moral muscle but never get around to exercising it in real life Those who trust God's action in them find that God's spirit is in them, living and breathing God. Obsession with self in these matters is a dead end. Attention to God leads us out into the open, into spacious, free life. Focusing on the self is the opposite of focusing on God. Anyone completely absorbed in self ignores God, ends up thinking more about self than God. That person ignores who God is and what he is doing, and God isn't pleased with being ignored. But if God himself has taken up residence in your life, you can hardly be thinking more of yourself than of him. Anyone, of course, who has not welcomed this invisible but clearly present God, the Spirit of Christ, won't know what we are talking about. But for you who welcome him in whom he dwells, even though you still experience all the limitations of sin, 
you yourself experience life on God's terms. The dead moves into your life. He'll do the same thing in you that he did in Jesus, bringing you alive to himself. When God lives and breathes in you, and he does as surely as he did in Jesus, you are delivered from that dead life. With his spirit living in you, your body will be as alive as Christ. So don't you see that we don't owe this old do-it-yourself life one dread cent? There's nothing in it for us, nothing at all. The best thing to do is give it a decent burial and get on with your new life. God's spirit beckons. There are things to do and places to go. This resurrection life you receive from God is not a timid, grave-tending life. It's adventurously expectant greeting God with a child like, What's next, Papa? God's spirit touches our spirits and confirms who we really are. We know who he is and we know who we are, father and children. And we know we are going to get what's coming to us, an unbelievable inheritance. We go through exactly what Christ goes through. If we go through the hard times with him, then we're certainly going to go through the good times with him. That's why I don't think there's any comparison between the present hard times and the coming good times. The created world itself can hardly wait for what's coming next. Everything in creation is being more or less held back. God reigns it in until both creation and all the creatures are ready and can be released at the same moment into the glorious times ahead. Meanwhile, the joyful anticipation deepens. All around us, we observe a pregnant creation. The difficult times of pain throughout the world are simply birth pangs. But it's not only around us, it's within us. The Spirit of God is arousing us within. We're also feeling the birth pangs. These sterile and barren bodies of ours are yearning for full deliverance. That is why waiting does not diminish us any more than waiting diminishes a pregnant mother. We are enlarged in the waiting. We, of course, don't see what is enlarging us. But the longer we wait, the longer we become and the more joyful our expectancy. Meanwhile, the moment we get tired in the waiting, God's Spirit is right alongside helping us along. If we don't know how or what to pray, it doesn't matter. He does our praying in and for us, making prayer out of our wordless sighs, our aching groans. He knows us far better than we know ourselves, knowing our pregnant condition and keeps us present before God. That is why we can be so sure that every detail in our lives of love for God is worked into something good. God knew what he was doing from the very beginning. He decided from the onset to shape the lives of those who love him along the same lines as the life of his son. 
the sun stands first in the line of humanity he restored we see the original and intended shape of our lives there in him after god made that decision of what his children should be like he followed it up by calling people by name after he called them by name he set them on a solid basis with himself and then after getting them established he stayed with them to the end gloriously completing what he had begun so what do you think with god on our side like this how can we lose if god didn't hesitate to put everything on the line for us embracing our condition and exposing himself to the worst by sending his own son is there anything else he wouldn't gladly and freely do for us and who would dare tangle with god by messing with one of god's chosen who would dare even to point a finger the one who died for us the who was raised to life for us is in the presence of god at this very moment sticking up for us do you think anyone is going to be able to drive a wedge between us and christ's love for us there's no way no trouble no hard times not hatred no hunger no homelessness no bullying threats no backstabbing not even the worst sins listed in scripture they kill us in cold blood because they hate you we're sitting ducks they pick us off one by one none of this faces us because jesus loves us i'm absolutely convinced that nothing nothing living or dead angelic or demonic today or tomorrow high or low thinkable or unthinkable absolutely nothing can get between us and god's love because of the way that jesus our master has embraced us thank you for joining me on today's episode even as we read through the scriptures my heart went out to those people who are lonely and alone don't have anyone to share love with so i would urge you this time to share love with people whom you know who are lonely or suffering from something or who don't have anyone in their lives people who you may have forgotten or lost touch with but just check out on them and see if they're doing fine because there was a time when a person i knew even committed suicide during christmas you know this is a time when people are with their friends and families and everyone has someone but if you know someone who's alone please check on them it means a lot to someone when you know someone asks them how they're doing so do spread the love and check on people who might be lonely I want you to also know and understand believe that God loves you so much that he is our father and we are his children. God's spirit touches our spirit and that confirms who we are children of God. As we believed in Jesus and accepted him as our Lord and Savior, we become children of God. We become part of the kingdom of heaven of God. 
So the Bible says we have an inheritance in Christ. The inheritance that God gives him. And we have it now. Remember and believe that God will shape your life as he shaped the life of Jesus. And waiting for God's plan to happen in your life would almost seem like a pregnant woman waiting for her child to be delivered. So you have something within you and you're waiting for it to come to pass. So that waiting is not going to let you down, but it will only prepare you for the better. And believe me and trust God that what he said he would do, he will do. He will always complete what he began. Also remember that nothing, 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 nothing can ever separate you from the love of God. Paul says that he is absolutely convinced that nothing, nothing living or dead, angelic or demonic, today or tomorrow, high or low, thinkable or unthinkable, absolutely nothing can get between us and God's love because of the way Jesus our master embraced us may the grace of our lord jesus christ the love of god and the sweet fellowship of the holy spirit rest and abide with you now and always and surely god's goodness and mercy shall follow you all the days of your life as you dwell in the presence of the lord forever and ever stay tuned